Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Please welcome Broad Judge. Hi folks, my name is George, and the title of this message is What God Says About Us speaking his word. For the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about what God says about us speaking his word. This is the second part of a two-part discussion on how powerful our mouth is. Last time we studied what the word of God says about our speech. Today we will search what God says about us speaking his word. First of all, get a piece of paper and a pen to record the scriptures that will come. Remember, you are instructed to test the information you hear to see if it aligns with the Word of God. This is how you become strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Here's a quick review. Remember, the physical bodies we have allow us to observe and hear and participate with the natural world around us. Our mouths, or really our tongues, allow us to communicate with those around us. This communication can be both good and bad. Let's look at what the book of James says about our mouth, or more correctly, our tongue. This is James 3, verse 8. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. The statement says, the tongue is an unruly evil. It says no man can tame it. Yet the statement also says we bless God with it and we curse men with it. Our first task is to get our conversation right when talking to God. Then we can be wise in our conversations with people and with ourselves. Here's a question. Does God, who is our Father, who inhabits eternity, really want to visit with us and to hear us as we speak his word to him? Let's take a moment and see the first thing that happened when Adam sinned. This goes back now to Genesis 3, starting with verse 9. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave it to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Now, it is an act of amazing love and grace that God's desire to visit with Adam and Eve was greater than the disappointment he felt at their huge, huge sin. They heard and recognized the sound of God walking in the garden. It was a common thing to them. 
During those previous visits, what did they talk about? Surely the conversation centered around God's mighty strength, his dominion, his glory, his honor, his majesty, his power, and so on. They would have been in awe of the supreme God. Let's move into Isaiah, an Old Testament prophet of God, from about the time of 700 BC. Many of his words apply to us for today. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18, he says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. God says, come, let us reason. Let us discuss this matter. He really wants to visit with you. Further in Isaiah, the same idea is expressed. Isaiah 43, verse 25 says, I, even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. Here God is saying, I welcome you to come into my presence and to remind me of all the words I spoke that pertain to your case. God wants us to speak his words back to him. Now, remember the verse in James which says, With our tongues we bless God. It may seem hard or unusual to bless God verbally, out loud, but he has given you a measure of faith to accomplish this. Plus, he says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The key words being, faith comes. That's Romans 10, 17. You can increase your faith. That is, you can add to what your Father has given you by doing more hearing of yourself speak the word of God. The simplest way to be comfortable in blessing God is to choose different psalms and read them aloud to God. Now, what about learning to use God's word to bless other people, family, friends, co-workers, strangers. Let's go to the last book in the Bible. It says we are victorious, and it tells us how we did it. In Revelation chapter 12, verses 10 and 11, John says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, How salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. John is saying he heard a loud voice in heaven say that we have overcome the accuser, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus did this part, and by the word of our testimony, and that we do not cling to life even in the face of death. These two are our responsibility. What does it mean to overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony? When we speak God's word to people like we speak it to God, our Father, then we are victorious over the devil in every way. Here's one last thought. What about the words you speak from your tongue over yourself? Are they words of love, acceptance, gratitude, thanksgiving? If not, why not? Here is Psalm 37, verse 4, with a command to us. It says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. 
It is a command to delight ourselves. Take the steps to delight ourselves in the Lord. Let's go over to Psalm 103 with another command for us. And this is verses 1 to 5. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities, who heals all our diseases, who redeems our life from destruction, who crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your mouth is renewed like the eagles. This is a command. We are to make ourselves speak blessings to our inner person. I'm going to reread that in the first person. And it says, O my soul, bless the Lord, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. It's a command to do that. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases, who redeems my life from destruction who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies my mouth with good things, so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. We're to speak blessings to our inner person. Here is the sum of it all. The words that leave our tongues are so effective that God wants to hear us, to hear us bless him. The words that leave our tongues are so effective when others hear us speak them, that it gives us the victory over Satan in every realm of our lives. The words that leave our tongues are so effective that when spoken over ourselves, remind our spirit and soul of all the goodness of God. When you have a need and bring it to the Father, bring the scriptures from his written word that apply to your situation. Be free to worship him and praise him as you present your need. My final question now is, why is it so important to God in heaven that we speak his word? Well, let's go to John chapter 1, the book of John. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Down verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The answer to the question is, Jesus is the word of God. The word of God is Jesus. When we speak the word of God to God our Father, We are speaking Jesus, his beloved son, to him. When we speak God's word to family and friends and others, we are speaking Jesus to them. When we are speaking the word of God to ourselves, we are speaking Jesus to our inner person. Once you have established a wonderful relationship with Jesus, your relationships and your words with family and friends will be words of love and wisdom. It is especially important to have a secure understanding of our position before the throne. Knowing our righteous standing gives us boldness and confidence to totally expect God to watch over his word, to confirm it, 
when we speak it. I'd like to close on this idea. The scriptures talk about mysteries hidden in the Bible. They're not hidden from us, but they are there to encourage us to search for them as for hidden treasures. Here is Pastor Joe who will share about becoming a child of the Most High God. Beloved, I pray that the word you heard today, you will put it into practice. Second Corinthians 4 verse 13 declares that since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Brethren, may you speak in faith the words that you have heard. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases, who redeems my life from destruction, who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies my mouth with good things, so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. It's my prayer that as you declare these words over your loved ones, over yourself, over your family, this is what you will have as you declare in faith in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you've not been born again, I want to bless you today with the words that you have heard. That if you will invite Jesus, the Lord, into your heart and believe in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior and declare it with your mouth like you heard today, speak it with your mouth, you will be saved. You will be born again this day. And I want to lead you in prayer. Declare it in faith and say after me, Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I confess that I'm a sinner. I believe in my heart that Jesus died on the cross that I might be saved. I believe that God raised him from the dead the third day. From today, I make him the Lord of my life. And I thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, You've been saved right this moment. It's as simple as that. And I want to send you some resources to help you in your walk with God. Uh, you can contact us and the details will soon follow. Until next time, this is Pastor Joe. God bless and bye for now. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.